Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to the Automation Morning Show for Thursday, March 16th, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney, and today on the show, we're going to talk about a lot of different things. But first, we're going to start with what's new in industrial automation. And first up, we have an article from Honeywell. This is a press release. Um, there's a lot of manufacturers who have added a lot of robotics to their and automation to their warehousing. And what Honeywell is talking about here, and they're going to be demonstrating at Promat, is a solution they have that kind of brings that all together. So I thought it was a very interesting press release. If you go into the Promat, you probably want to uh, check this out. From there, we go over to another press release. This is uh, listed over at the ISA's website, and it talks about how Hive MQ achieves over 200 million concurrent connections via MQTT. Now, if you're not familiar with Hive MQ, um, they are an MQTT broker. They support multiple clouds. They're really big in the IoT space and IIoT space. And I just thought it was very interesting. And congratulations go out to Hive MQ for reaching that milestone. That's a lot of connections. From there, we go over to a new product announcement. This is on the ISA's website. This is about DFI. They just released an IP67 slash IP69K rugged extreme environment uh, computer for outdoor applications. Now, the only thing I would mention here, it does support minus 40 to 70 degrees C, but the one thing I noticed here is it uses an Intel Atom processor. So you want to make sure your software will run on that uh, processor because um, I've heard some packages don't like to run on those uh, those processors. So regardless of whether or not you're running Windows. So just be uh, cognizant of that. From there, we go over to another new announcement. This, this system looks pretty interesting. It's an all-in-one system for wire terminations, right, and printing. So they call it their uh, Retail's Wire Terminal WTC. And if you're watch, if you're not watching, if you're listening, it looks like a um, it looks like a big box, right? Like the like uh, the size of about four telephone booths. And this thing apparently uh, will take the wire in and mass uh, print them and mark them and terminate them. And um, you know, I guess for high volume applications where you got lots of wiring to do, um, maybe like a high volume OEM, this would be a, a, an option. I also know I saw on their website. I didn't uh, cover it. But uh, last week they released a uh, an article about their um, automated uh, their machine for automating the punch outs of enclosures. So um, they're getting into a lot of the higher end stuff, as well as you know producing a lot of the products we know them for, like enclosures, right? So I wanted to share that with you. Uh, we also have over at the ISA's website an announcement that Pills has a new type of mounting arm for their light curtains. And what I found interesting about this is that. It allows you to be to um, change the muting of the sensors and the. Um, it's just it's it's very interesting. It gives they say they give you uh, uh, infinite adjustments for LT and X muting. So I'm not that familiar with uh, muting of light curtains and what this application would be for, but I wanted to share it with you because it looked very interesting, and I probably should reach out to these guys and get them on the show to uh, tell us all about this uh, product. From there, we go over to a mention of our sponsor, Siemens. They're sponsoring four weeks of shows of The Morning Show. They're our very first sponsor of The Morning Show. And we really appreciate them supporting us, bringing you, you know, industrial automation, product news, and how-tos. So a huge thank you goes out to Siemens. Now, um, they not only are sponsoring the show, they sent us a box of goodies to give away. 
And I just want to thank everybody who submitted uh, this form already. This is a contest entry form. You get to it from automate.news. And uh, just click on contest. It'll bring you right here. This is the automationblog.com forward slash contest. And to ensure that only listeners or viewers are actually submitting this form, every day there is a contest keyword. So you can submit one form every day. And many of you are already doing that. So thank you for, for jumping in and taking part in the contest. Um, today's keyword is WinCC, W-I-N-C-C. Now, if you're listening, you're not watching, don't worry about uppercase, lowercase. We're not, we're not playing gotcha here with the contest. So we really definitely want to have uh, people win, multiple people win goodies that we can send them uh, in thanks to Siemens, especially those uh, 128 uh, gig USB sticks. They're so useful, right? I was just using one the other day. So um, in any case, uh, that is our contest keyword of the day. From there, we go over to a new article from Cognex. Now, Cognex has, I mean, this is good for anybody who doesn't do a lot with vision systems. It asks, you know, the article pretty much asks the question or answers the question, how do vision sensors work? I thought it was a very good article. And uh, if even if you're a vision expert, if you have somebody new on your staff that's looking for the reading material to, to get up to speed on this, all the technologies they have to work with, this would be one I would definitely recommend. From there, we go over to a blog uh, from uh, Global American. We've had them on the podcast before. They not only make industrial PCs, but a lot of times they make uh, industrial PCs to fit applications that are hard to find uh, replacements for. So um, they can do custom stuff as well. So a lot of people just produce their current models, but Global American will actually do custom builds for customers who need them. And um, they talk about in this article, burn-in testing. So if you've never worked in the... Uh, um, testing or manufacturing of electronics. You may not be familiar with that, but um, instead of just ship you a product and then have it show up DOA or have it die uh, after a week or two, like I recently have a brand new webcam that died, I got to contact Logitech about. But um, in any case, uh, you know, they do testing and they do heat and cool testing. And I remember when I was working for a uh, defense contractor, we used to do have heat cool cycling ovens and they were really cool, but they would put the electronics through, you know, tests to make sure they would survive the hot and cold, right? So a great article, again, if you're not familiar with it or if you have a junior person on your staff. From there, we go over to an Aviva article. Now, this is talks about ending unplanned downtime. Now, at the end of the article, they do pitch their product, but they do a very good job kind of laying out the story here of, you know, how downtime can be so expensive for companies. And, um, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, it's bad for the bottom line, but it's also bad for production. So I thought they did a great, great uh, uh, job here in this article. From there, we go over to an article I'm not going to recommend. And I say, Sean, why are you talking about an article you don't recommend? Well, DigiKey has had so many great articles we featured over the last two and a half months, right? That when they came out with one that talks about what we do, right? What I've been doing for 33 years, you know, when they're talking about PLCs, PACs, and IPCs, you know, when they get something really wrong, I felt, you know, if we don't talk about this, how will they know to improve? They do so much good work out there, right? Not only for the electronics world, but for also in our world too. And uh, so I thought we really want to have a conversation about this. And also, I want to know your opinion. Do you think I'm right or wrong about this? So in this article, they really differentiate PLCs and PACs. And they say that PACs are different because they have, they, they often use C or C++, have larger memory, can have more functions, and are more complex to program. And I'm like, all right, let's look at two of the largest PLC manufacturers, or let me 
get rid of that word. Let's look at a couple of the largest programmable control manufacturers on this planet, Siemens and Rockwell, okay? Now, we've talked about this many times. Rockwell, which is uh, uh, the leader in this country, right? They call their latest generation of programmable controllers PACs, okay? And they support IEC 611 31-3 languages. They support ladder, function block, structured text, and SFCs. They also do some, some of their own stuff, like PACML stuff and whatnot. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good line of PLCs, right? Or programmable controllers, I should say. Um, on the Siemens side, right? Their latest generation of programmable controller is called the S7 PLC, right? And they also support IEC 611.31-3. They support ladder, function block, structured text, and sequential function charts. But they also uh, support instruction lists. And they have their own things like the cause and effects matrix we talked about, right? So, you know, they, 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 they are very similar to Rockwell, you know, they both have user-defined uh, data types. They both have, um, you know, add-on instructions or user-created function blocks. Um, they both have all the data types uh, or most of the data types. Siemens actually has more data types than Rockwell from the IEC standard. And neither of their packages, I have not found in TIA Porto or Studio 5000, anywhere where you can write C++ code. And there's a reason for that, right? C++ is compiled and cannot be edited during runtime. And of course, a programmable controller, that's the biggest thing about it, right? Is that you can go online and make online edits, right? With Rockwell, it's a little bit different than Siemens, but both of them, you can go in, you can change a single wrong or a single function block and do that update while it's running. Download that update while it's running. Even the Micro 850, you can do that, right? Now, so why would they, why would they describe PACs as devices that have larger memory and more capacity and typically are programmed using C or C++. It doesn't make any sense. You know, from Rockwell's standpoint, their PACs are much different than their old PLCs. But even if you look at the PLC5, it supported ladder typically, but it also natively supported sequential function shots. And there was uh, RS Frameworks that was a product that was out for a while that allowed you to program in function block. Now it did compile the function blocks into into ladder behind the scenes, but you never knew that if you were using frameworks, you thought you were using function blocks and that was a Rockwell PLC. So uh, at the end of the day, and, and, and let's talk about the Micro 800. It programs in three IEC languages, not just ladder logic. It has function block and structured text, and it's really good, as does the S7-1200, right? It has three languages as well. So um, in any case, this whole thing about a programmable controller, I think we can just say at this point, a programmable controller is a programmable controller, okay? Whether you call it a PAC or PLC, to know what features it has, you have to look at their, their, their information sheet for that product line. But I think you'll find almost all of them support, you know, the same thing, the IEC 611.31-3, right? Now there are things like PLC Next, right? And CodeSys and other things that will allow you not only to run um, their PLC runtime, but also run, you know, code like JavaScript or C++. But even in the case of PLC Next, it's called PLC, right? So in any case, I, I you know what, I'll get off my soapbox now. But in any case, I do think that uh, they kind of missed a mark with this article. And uh, they've done such great work that it was kind of sad to see them kind of uh, uh, punt on this one. There was a similar article over on Logics about PLCs, which I didn't share with you because 
it also was a little uh little disingenuous not i don't want to say disingenuous a little off the track like this one is but this is kind of a higher profile article and uh much longer article too so i just wanted to talk about that today kind of as a sidebar and um but let me know what you think you think i'm wrong write in use the use the form i'll show you in a minute that uh, you can actually submit your feedback or you can comment over at the automation blog or write a post over at automation.locals.com. So with that, we go over to an article from Advantech and this is really like a case study. And what this does is it talks about data collection on a particular application. What I thought interesting was this is I didn't know Advantech had their own PCIe data logging cards, right? So I knew they made industrial computers, but this talks about their solution for doing large scale data acquisition using their PCIe card. So I thought that was very interesting and I wanted to share that with you this morning. And from there we go over to the product spotlight. Today I'm spotlighting my Mega AB online course bundle. This includes my Control Logics, Compact Logics, VUSE, MicroLogics, Micro 800, PanelView Plus, and CCW with VFD courses. Okay, and so all these courses come bundled together. For $550, you get lifetime access. It's not something you have to pay for every year. You get lifetime access. This is 40, 50 hours worth of training. Plus, you get the next generation of courses that are coming out for the PLCs that I stopped filming this summer. And you also get um, all of my previous shows, the Automation Minute and Show episodes. So you can ask questions on those. So I actually support question Q&A on those here as well. So it's a great bundle. Now, if you have people who are working for you, who have to get this up to speed on these technologies. And we do offer group enrollment and group enrollment differs because there is a discount. So if you're doing three or more people, there's a discount off of the sale price. But in addition to that, um, you get a, a student tracking webpage. So you get to actually track your students. I know this is extremely helpful when you have a stipend. I know when I first got in the business in 1990, they wanted me to learn about non-high tech stuff. They wanted me to learn about conduit and boxes and all that. And there was a program called Epic and there was a stipend that went along with that to uh, to to go through that uh, program, and I I originally did it just for the stipend, but I you know I so uh, so glad I went through it and and uh, and learned all that stuff about the non high tech uh, products. So stipends can be a very great helpful. You know I can see how every company is doing, and those that offer stipends they usually have a hundred percent completion rate. The other thing we do here, which is something that drove me nuts in my previous career, is that uh, we don't. We don't uh, force, you know, it's not a use it or lose it type of thing, right? If you have a student who signs up, who you sign up and never takes the courses, we'll replace him for free. And we could not do that in my previous role, my previous career. And so that used to drive me crazy. But so we, at the automation school, if you have somebody who signs up and they don't take their courses, we will replace that person with another employee free of charge. And if the employee gets like 25% through a course and it's like, ah, oh, it's not for me. I just want to stick to wiring and troubleshooting electrical products. Then, uh, you know, if he's 25% through, through, we'll give you, uh, we'll let you reset that seat for, you know, 25% um, of the cost of that course. So, you know, we'll, whatever he consumed, we'll let you repurchase that and uh, get the whole course back. So, and of course that happens too when people leave the company and they get another job, maybe they're halfway through the course, so we'll let you reseat those seats for half price. So in any case, I did want to share that with you, and from there, I want to go over to well, what's new at Insights. So just so much happening. So you can see the wall behind me. It is not finished, but I just was so frustrated trying to do this show in my office upstairs that I'm like, I got I to gotta put the wall back together and, and kind of clean up. So that side of the studio is still a real big mess, 
but at least we're clean over here, right? And so you can see what I'm doing here. Anything that was sampled, I'm putting on the uh, top three layers. So every one of those HMIs was sampled to us. Everything on this wall here, there may be a couple items I had to buy, like one or two modules I had to buy because, uh, because of shipping delays to finish my Siemens course, but virtually everything uh, this up is uh, was sampled to us and we just want to thank all the vendors everything from here down i purchased myself except for that s7 1200 everything else so i will be depreciating the stuff that i had to buy uh, out of pocket and uh just trying to fill up the wall with the vendors who support us so you can see we have the new uh, contactors from rockwell and we have the the wago we have the rta devices we have the automation network we have the ifm devices i think we got some new ifm coming in so I think it was delayed by the snowstorm. We, we ended up getting about 16 inches. But um, then we have, of course, the uh, SMC. We have the ET, <laughs> trying to do this backwards, ET200. And we have the uh, S7 here. We got, um, over here, we got Automation Direct. We're hoping to get them on, on the uh, product and technology show. And we have the Mitsubishi. I also put the Mitsubishi display. I can't, right up there. So it'll be close to it when I finally get everything wired up. We have the Moxa switches in that device. I got to call them on that. I had a question come in from a supporter. We have, of course, the S7-1200. And then we have another uh, S7-1500 uh, here. Thank you very much, Siemens. One of, the, one of the old controllers they sent me was acting up, so they sent me a brand new one. Uh, just you can't you can't say thanks enough uh i haven't wired up there on machine io yet but look forward to doing that and we have the plc next what a what a good looking demo that is and then a, a vfd of uh, siemens sent over so i uh, just want to say thanks to all of them can't wait to get it all wired up and running um and now some of you guys may say hey uh sean you haven't done hands-on on all this well that's one of the reasons we start taking free samples um, when, when people send us in free samples, it's great. It's nice, right? You have a, a, something to put on the wall, but it doesn't pay for the hours and hours and hours you have to spend getting up to speed on it. So, um, we had to go to a model where, you know, um, we accept samples that are sponsored. So we will actually do some hands-on with it if they want to sponsor it and cover maybe 10 or 15% of our costs and producing an episode, then we'll, we'll go ahead and do something on it. So, um, that's why we don't accept free samples anymore because, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's not affordable. To, <laughs> it doesn't pay the bills to play with stuff, right? It just doesn't, just doesn't pay the bills. But in any case, um, from there, I want to go over to the next event that's coming up. And that is uh, Manufacturing in America. And uh, there was no other new events that we hadn't already talked about. So I put this one in here. And um, I will be there now. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to get there. I just got some bad news about my, my car, which I totally love. It's going to end up being parked because it's just too expensive to fix it right now. So um, I'm without a vehicle, but uh, I do plan on going there. I will be there. Don't know how I'm going to get there, but I will be there uh, some way, somehow. And I will definitely be um, um, uh, handing out business cards and, and uh, meeting people. And uh, just look forward to seeing you there. If you're in the area, come down and say hi to me. I may not be driving as I originally intended, so I may not have as big a setup as I wanted with all the cameras and whatnot, but we'll see. We'll leave, I'm leaving it up to the big guy. We'll let him decide uh, how to proceed. But in any case, it looks like it's going to be an awesome event this year. So from there, we go over to the Automation Podcast. Did not get the Core Tigo podcast out last night. It just I worked up. I even uh, uh, worked past dinner time and just kept working on it. Just could not get it out in time. There's just so much to do. But um, in any case, it, I plan on releasing it today. It's a great podcast. It's about wireless IO link. And I really was impressed with this company and their products. So they're going to be at Promat. I think it's next week. 
So I definitely want to get it out. They sponsored the podcast, so we're doing everything possible to get it out before ProMat. So they'll get that, uh, they'll get that, uh, you know, so you can see the product. If you go to the ProMat, you'll get an idea what it is. So you can, when you see them, you can ask them some really, uh, you know, application-specific questions. So look for that this afternoon sometime. And from there, we go over to our community corner. And I want to stop by wishing you a happy birthday. If today is your birthday, I hope you have an awesome day. And I hope you have power all day. Uh, with that said, I do want to wish my connections. Anybody who's in industrial automation, please feel free to connect with me. I think LinkedIn has fixed their issue now, and it's easy to find those connections. So uh, feel free to connect with me, not just follow. You can connect with me directly if you want to, uh, to accept every connection from uh, industrial automation. And uh, if you have your birthday in your profile, you will. I will get a notice that it's your birthday. And I know I've been uh, about 24 hours late sending out birthday wishes. I'm, I'm hoping to get caught up today. But in any case, I want to wish Syak, Andy, uh, Rio J, Jeff, Sean, Ab Ishkek, Bradley, Dominic, Juan, uh, Celso, and Michael a very happy birthday. And I probably should also say thank you for everybody who sent me birthday wishes. There was a couple hundred of you. And I think I've replied to every one of you now and uh, thanked you personally. So I really appreciate that. Birthdays are great, right? It's a great time. I had all my kids. They're all over the country. I had them all on. My wife put together a, um, not a Zoom call, a, a Google Meets. And uh, we had them all on the screen. It was just great. They sung happy birthday to me. And um, and it was just great seeing all my kids and grandkids all on the screen. Of course, one of my daughters and grandkids live here. But um, it was just great seeing them all. And just, you know, I couldn't stop smiling. So uh, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, I hope you have an awesome day and you don't lose power. <laughs> So from there, we go over to automation.locals.com. We did have a new question come in about the Moxa NAT device. And so I'm going to contact Moxa after the show uh, this afternoon in between podcasts. Um, but uh, this is where you can go. The follow completely free. You can also uh, post questions, post answers, message me directly for the price of one cup of coffee a month. And I want to thank everybody who has joined up recently. I think we are just about to crack 1,000 followers. And um, I don't know how many supporters we have. But speaking of supporters, I wanted to thank the supporters here because I've used the uh, the uh, income you guys have done through your support over the last uh, couple of months to pick up some new hardware. So I'm always shopping for great deals, right? And we've had a lot of people asking about the Slick 100. So I didn't plan on spending any time or money on that. But with your support, I found this great deal on the programming cable, right? So... One of the reasons I haven't pulled out my T47 and tried to play around with the Slick 100 is because I get a lot of them, right? So actually the first PLC I learned on. That's why it's up there. You'll see it way up there above Coffee and Jesus. Um, is because that's not the first one I programmed. But it was the first PLC I programmed. That's just when I got on, uh, got uh, used, brand new. Actually, it was brand new in the box. Uh, found it a great deal. But in any case, I digress. This is, oops, somebody forgot the, somebody. Somebody forgot to mute their phone. Well, we've done, we've done pretty good, right? It's the first time it's gone off. So this is the original 1745 PCC cable. I found it for 15 bucks, right? Plus a little bit for shipping, but uh, it looks like it's brand new. So I'd still have to test it out. But at that price, I, I had to, I mean, something so clean. I mean, when you're doing, you know, if this is going in a cable box full of cables, you know, and just needs to work, that's one thing. But if we're doing videos and whatnot, you want it to be clean and good looking, right? So, of course, it has to work, too. So, hoping it works. Um, we got to test that out. I also found a couple of PLC-2s. Now, I said to myself, Sean, you don't have any plans to do a PLC course. 
but I found a couple of these PLC twos, the P versions with the built-in power supply. Um, you know, in that ten fifteen dollar range, and I'm like, they and they say they work, and they offer uh, uh, refunds if they don't. But I'm like, oh man, I gotta pick these up. I'm planning on doing a PLC five course this summer, or start it this summer, and um, you know, you just slip these mini PLC twos into the same hole. So, I think uh, my old T forty seven has. Well, now this is an old one that the company was threw in the dumpster. So I dumpster dive and got it out. It has all the old distributor software on it. But uh, that's that's their problem for throwing it away with the software on it. Not my problem. But in any case, um, I can't wait to uh, test this out, see if it works. And hey, who knows? Maybe next year I'll do a PLC2 course just for the fun of it. But what would be a lot more fun than doing a PLC2 course is doing the Slick 500 course I do plan on doing. And I had somebody write me. They said, look, I got a troubleshoot an hsce card do you have any training on that i'm like on a single card no i really don't but it got me thinking it's like well with the slick 500 cost coming up i should probably look and see if i can get one i found some really inexpensive this is two of the hsce2 modules it also came with an analog module and some other modules you can see the doors are broken on these but i was really after these guys it's always great to have another analog module and it came with the chassis too so i got a great deal on this used because i still have to test it out you always have to test things out when you get them used and um then a regular hsce and i'm really not a fan of the packaging here but hey if it works it works right it's just for the training class right so in any case thank you guys for all your support speaking of support i saw a startup that recently came out and uh, i wanted to share it with you we're going to hopefully be recording a podcast with them this afternoon but I uh, connected up with this guy who's created this new line of products called uh, Din Storage. Their website is dinstorage.com. Din, D-I-N, like Din Rail. Dinstorage.com. And I said, man, you got great stuff. This is great stuff. We should get you on the podcast. And then um, he's actually going to set me up an affiliate link so I can put ads all over the website. And so I'm like, hey, if you send me something, we'll, we'll put it up on the wall. We'll talk about it on the show. And, you know, so... I love helping people who are starting up because when I first released my first course, it was so hard to find the customers, you know, find students. Eventually now we have thousands and thousands of students and when, you know, word spread, you know, spread of uh, word of mouth, you know, people learn about the training courses and whatnot. Um, that keeps the lights on. Right. So, um, you know, I, if, if you think you could use something like this, this is Dinrail for those who are listening and not watching. These are like Dinrail uh, storage units for like fuses. Right, and they actually have one here that has like little drawers in it, little uh, clear drawers in it, right? So um, that would be great if you had PLC batteries or something, PLC keys or something, who knows? But in any case, um, this is, uh, he sent me this in, so I'm gonna, uh, you know, display it uh, after, once I finish the wall, I'll find a place to display it on. We're gonna have him on the podcast. He's gonna get set me up an affiliate link. You'll see ads for this on the website. And um, he also sent me a bunch of the units uh, already packaged. And I'm like, hey, why don't we do another contest once the Siemens contest is done? And we'll give away some of these to the, the viewers. So keep an eye out that in the future. And while I'm here, let's just talk about the rest of the stuff on the table. Um, these are some of the things that came in a little late when I was doing my Siemens S7 course. So I still have to unbox these and do videos on them and whatnot. So I like to get, whenever I unbox something, I like to get a video of it so I can share it later. So I have lots of unboxing videos that I've never published, but um, you know, you only can unbox it once, right? So you only can break that seal once. So once I get those unboxed, they'll go on the wall. And then uh, Siemens heard that I was uh, thinking about opening up a physical location to do training, right? So just, you know, they're just so great. They sent me three more copies of TIA Portal so I can install them on the student uh than student, uh, um, you know, workstations. So when I have a Siemens course and bring people in, 
I'll have uh, three more licenses uh, from them. And they even sent me the upgrade to version 18. So I just wanted to say thanks to Siemens. They're sponsoring this month of shows, but this was totally aside from that. And uh, I got to go through and make a video on how to upgrade. If you have 16 and you buy the support package, how do you upgrade to uh, 18? So I just wanted to say a shout out there. Um, I'm also looking for people who maybe you have, you see some of the PLCs I have on the wall behind me and you, you've maybe you've ripped them out and went to another vendor. We'd really love you to transfer those licenses to us for training purposes. Um, we're not we promise we won't sell them or do anything like that. It's, it would be purely for training purposes. So let's say you ripped out a bunch of brand A to put in brand S and you don't need those brand A licenses anymore. We've had some people transfer their licenses to us in the past. It's very easy to do. And you can just tell your boss, hey, we don't use these. It's for training. I'm also looking for an RS-332 license. I'd love to do an RS-332 class. I had that product since it was beta and called Control View for Windows. And I'd love to do a course on that too. So um, in any case, we can trade your training courses. So like if you if you did take out brand A for brand S, we can give you some uh, training courses for brand S in exchange for you know some seats in our online courses in, in exchange for your old unused brand A um software licenses hopefully this is not going over too many people's heads i'm trying to be a little cagey about what i said the way i say it but it's all a completely 100 percent legal so that's all you need to know right so that we want to make sure we're in line with the big guy upstairs so it's 100 percent legal um in any case uh what else is going on we also have while i'm here just picked up oh i think 400 terminal i really like the new boxes too for the for the terminal blocks so um you know these are these are the uh connect with a k versions so that's what I've been using here because they're easy to get and they're um, they're quick and they're affordable. So we'll be finishing up the wall here as time goes on. But with that, I feel like the, this is going to be an extra long episode. I'm sorry. It wasn't planned to be that way. But just so much to talk about, like our form for submitting industrial automation news tips and feedback. You see, I changed it there so you can also use it to send feedback in. And from there, I just want to remind you, if you're talking to your vendors, ask them to sponsor our show. We want to bring you even more industrial automation news and product how-tos, and that is done through sponsorships. And from there, just a reminder that every single link, including the one to the contest, is at automate.news. There's no www, there's no .com, it's just automate.news. And um, you'll also see if you click on the show link here, it'll take you over, over to all our previous episodes over at the Automation Morning Show. And if you click on one, any of those episodes, you will see the video with closed captioning now right? And you also see the audio edition in every place we send the video and audio out to. So you see the audio goes out to iTunes and Google, Pandora, Spotify, and all those places, right? So um, in any case, and then of course we put the video here and we also send it to YouTube and Rumble. So with that, that was a very long show, but I appreciate you sticking around to the end. I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to, you know, talk about industrial automation with me. And I want to wish you a very safe, happy, and healthy day. And until next time, my friends, peace.